Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Here we go. Talk Radio. Another edition of Choked Out Radio Live. I am your host, Jim Russell, from the studios in Linden, New Jersey, broadcasting worldwide, worldwide through Blog Talk Radio. This is Choked Out Radio Live. I am your host, Jim Russell. Another exciting week of professional wrestling. You had the Shield reunion on Monday, the aftermath of Hell in a Cell Tuesday. Of course, you had Leo Rush on NXT, I believe it was Wednesday, or it's coming up on a Wednesday. You had, of course, New Japan and their show, which I'm not going to recap today, or at least in this episode, but I am going to watch that at some point down the line. A lot of couple of shows, independent shows this weekend, including EC Negro's show with SWF. Of course, you have tonight, Friday the 13th, Russell Pro, which I want to go because I want to meet the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, but I don't think I'm going to make it. Uh, But I will be there tomorrow, Capital wrestling in Hoboken ran by Matthew Ryan, a.k.a. Matthew Ryan Shapiro, who is the manager of the HOG World Tag Team Champions the New York Wrecking Crew. Now, I want to get into a couple of things. DC Negro is uh, going to call in, chime in at 345. We'll discuss his matchup tomorrow. It's a great six-man tag, and we'll discuss his uh, evolution as DC Negro, so to speak. But now, let's get into right to it. So I'm going to tell you why the Shield was reunited. Um, it's been mentioned, Dave Meltzer, the god of, of, of wrestling outside of WWE and others is probably mentioned, and, and we all know anybody who has any brains in professional wrestling knows that the matchup at WrestleMania 34, the main event is going to be Roman Reigns one-on-one against Brock Lesnar 2. So, well, how do you do that? A, you keep Brock Lesnar off television obviously he's off television he works part-time but gets paid like a full-time wrestler and then the way you do that is the, the fans have been calling for it, not from a nostalgia standpoint they've been wanting it they've been wanting it you know Seth Rollins after his feud with Triple H has kind of been like eh, in the middle of in limbo so is Dean Ambrose Roman Reigns what's the number one way to keep him out of the title picture and try and try to have Roman Reigns uh, being cheered. And the only way to do that is to reunite the Shield. 
it'll you know I, I believe the ratings did spike or at least impressions did spike social media buzz about it so now like I, I was talking to my boys uh Henry and Ralphie how, what, what's going to happen is from now to the end of the year you're going to have a nice program between the shield and Sheamus Cesaro Miz and Braun and then once it finishes in 2017, then in January 2018, you're going to have the feud resume between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, whether he wins the Rumble or whether a SmackDown superstar wins a Rumble and he wins a tournament or he wins the number one contendership in Elimination Chamber, if it's a Raw Bryan pay-per-view. I don't know how is it going to happen. <laughs> but I know that Roman Reigns somehow is going to main event his fourth WrestleMania in a row. This coming April 2018, New Orleans is Superdome. So he faced Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 31. The rumor is, or, or what people think, is he was supposed to be Brock Lesnar called an audible. They felt that he wasn't ready at that present time, and Seth Rollins on the cashing in the money in the bank that year. 2016, they, you know, even with Vince. You know, he got a little pop when he won the championship on on the Raw or whatever post uh, Survivor Series with his feud, with, his brief feud with Sheamus, and then he lost the championship via the Royal Rumble to Triple H. But Roman Reigns won the championship back at WrestleMania 32 in front of 100,000 people in Dallas. Then fast forward to a year later, where he is the two in 23 and two or 21 and two, whatever the number is, one of the only two opponents. To, to defeat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, the other one being Brock Lesnar. So that's going to be, the, I guess that's going to be the angle of the feud between those two as far as them being able to somehow make this somewhat fresh, right? Because you cannot forget or have amnesia of what happened at WrestleMania 31. The only way you could do that or, or move forward with that feud is, hey, we both beat The Undertaker. Let's see who's the best. Whatever. I, I mean, I'm kayfaping it. I don't know. I'm assuming that's how that is going to go down. Then Brock Lesnar, I believe he has one more feud or mini feud before Roman Reigns, before, you know, I can't believe we're almost in 2018 heading into WrestleMania. It's funny because all roads lead to WrestleMania, and then once it happens, we're there, nostalgia, we're all happy, all giddy, and then once it's over, we're already thinking about the next WrestleMania and the next WrestleMania, and it's always the way it is, and we're thinking about the, the Raw after WrestleMania, just the way the way it's set up. So, okay, I just got to alert that Ty Montgomery is questionable, which is fine, because I picked up Aaron Jones, and he's a beast, talking fantasy football. All right. So now a couple, another incident which was peculiar, to say the least, was Adrian Neville supposedly walking out on Raw this past Monday. Very unhappy. You know, let's face it, the Cruiserweight division has resurged Neville's career because, let's face it, when you make that transition to, from NXT to the main roster, it's not that same crowd of 1,000, 2,000 people in full sale. These are different crowds from different cities, different ethnicities, different demographics, and you have to be able to promote yourself to, throughout all those demographics. And unfortunately, some people just can't translate to the main roster. Other Others, it, could, it is because of the writing. But nevertheless, Neville walked out. I, you know, I, I believe it was because uh, he, I guess he doesn't want a few to end or he doesn't like his position in the company and the fact that 
He lost to Tozawa. He won the title back. He lost to Enzo. And then now, I don't know. I don't know if he was going to win it back on Monday, but now you could see the frustration, like what happened with Austin Aries. He, he felt he wanted more in the Cruiserweight division, didn't like the position he was in, and he walked out and he quit. And Adrian Neville is rumors that he's walked out. Now, as of 3.37 on Friday the 13th, I haven't read any dirt sheets, so I don't know um, if there's any truth uh, to this. A lot of people in the WWE inner circles and the, 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 the what I call the fake beat writers have mentioned how, yes, Adrian Neville walked out on the WWE and on our Raw, walked out for sure that he quit the WWE. That's, that's the million-dollar question. So now, what's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. You have now a new cruiserweight champion in Kalisto. They kind of shot themselves in the foot where if he gets touched, he's fired. So Kalisto was the only person that is not in the cruiserweight division. I thought it was a good move. I thought it was about time that Kalisto it, it was in the cruiserweight division. The guy is built for that division. His moveset is built for that division. Is he 205 pounds? I don't know. I don't know. I guess he is. I don't know. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is this. It's about time that he, he finally is in the division. And it's a shame that Aries left. I thought Aries could have been a great cruiserweight champ and then transition into the United States or, or IC or maybe even the world at some point down the line. And it's a shame if Neville does walk out. He's a hell of a talent. Yes, he looks. He has funny ears or whatever, funny haircut, but he is he is a hell of a talent. I saw him, I believe, against Tyson Kidd at a house show a few years ago back at the IZOD Center when the IZOD Center was still open, and it, they had a phenomenal match. I believe it was for the NXT Championship at the time. So with that being said, I don't know. I, you know, Enzo, whether you love him or hate him, he, he does bring eyeballs into 205 Live, which I, I told you my opinion time and time again. You know, Eric Bischoff, as controversial as he was, he did do something great with the cruiserweight division. He signed the best cruiserweights throughout the world in 95 and 94 and 95. And, and they always opened up Nitro. And they were the, they were a great appetizer for the main entree, being the Hogan's and Savages and, and Bretts and, and Lugers and Stings of the world. I don't understand. And, and, I, and I eventually, at some point down the line, you can say what you want about WCW, but there was some crossover once in a while, which made it interesting. You know what I mean? So I, I don't, I don't understand why can't the WWE emulate or or copy, for lack of a better term, the way? Why can't these guys be an appetizer for the main event? I, I just don't, I, I just don't understand that. I just don't understand that. You know, I, can they do a show all alone? Two hundred five. There's a couple of issues with two hundred five. Number one is after SmackDown tape that the SmackDown theoretically so the, the the crowd is tired and, and gassed after two hours of, of emotional investment and then what have to you know charge back up have a second wind in the cruiserweight division and I don't I don't think it's I, I just don't think it's conducive. I, I think if anything if they want to salvage that show if at all they could move it to a full sale university in front of a thousand people and where it's smaller, intimate, where they could pump you know be intimate with the crowd and, and the movesets a little bit safer. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel they should move into full sale, or if not, just embed it all together in Raw and make it a nice appetizer for the main eventers being the Rollins, the Ambrose, the Reigns, the Strowmans, the Joes of the world. I mean, that's I've always felt that way. Should they ever have a cruiserweight? Absolutely, absolutely. But but know how to use them. 
And a lot of people, including myself, have been very critical of how they use the cruiserweight in the past. And now you have Enzo Amore. Now, he has a gift of gab. Not really the, the most skilled wrestler on the roster, but, but hey, he, he does what he does. The, the, the fans like him. He sells merchandise. He, he's great on the microphone. That's basically the, the modern-day sports entertainer today. So that, that he has half the battle. So And he, he lost a big cast. You could have done a storyline where you could have reunited him. They can't, you can't reunite him now. So for now, he's just in 205 up until big cast uh, recovers from his ACL tear. Now, uh, as far as the hell in the cell, of course, you have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the Usos against the New Day, two different kind, types of matches, a hell of a, a result. In the first matchup, amazing chemistry. Amazing chemistry between the Usos and the New Day. They, they, they fought at the last pay-per-view in September. They, they fought at SummerSlam. Fought, um, I, I believe they fought at the pay-per-view SummerSlam. They fought on Sin City SmackDown, and they finally fought at Hell in a Cell, which for now, I think this should be, this is it. There was some great spots with the Kendall Sticks, great spots, with the dives, great spots as far as the tag team wrestling. It, it was amazing, 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 amazing. And the Usos winning, which a lot of people complain that it's hot potato with the tag team championship, which I, I don't like either. I like consistent champions. At, at least, you know, the TV ones, but the ones that the smaller mid-card titles could change on TV once in a while. But the, the main championship, I like to have six-month reigns or four-month reigns. It, you know, and and once in a while you'll have a transition champion, which is fine. Uh, Usos with that, and now you have Gable and Benjamin, who are the number one contenders. Gable, who's kind of been lost uh, a little bit for a while since Jordan left him uh, to Raw, but now he has Shelton Benjamin, and I think he'll do great things. Maharaja, I guess the match is okay. I wanted Nakamura; I was rooting for him to win badly. Did not. And Maharaja right now is in uh, India, as I suspected. Uh, still the champion and promoting the WWE out there. And then also, as far as Hell in the Cell, you have the uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn turning heel. He needed it. He was very stale. Very stale as far as yeah, – basically what he mentioned in his promo was basically real. You know, he came to the WWE, and he's been in, in so very, very mediocre. He had a great matchup with John Cena, got hurt. Uh, during the United States Open Challenge, and then kind of delayed his his push. He was in, involved in wrestling in 32, and then whatever, and then got delayed again. And, and we'll see now. Hopefully, now in the land of opportunity on SmackDown, he will be able to shine. Oscar is fighting Emma in a couple of weeks. Oh, actually, yes, yes, Shield versus Sheamus, Cesaro, Miz, and Braun. Braun, of course, there's no Joe, there's no Brock. Reigns on the Shield, so Braun. There was. There's nowhere else to put them, so you're going to have to do a four and three handicap match. Should be a great TLC match. And I already mentioned earlier as far as why this is happening. As I mentioned, they could have used a Bullet Club for whatever reason. They did not. I would love to see Balor, but Balor's busy in a program with Finn Balor. I mean, with uh, Bray Wyatt and, and the Supernatural feud. Bray Wyatt's sister Abigail, Norman Bates. Ma, I, I don't know. It's go, just, this is going crazy. It's very super, supernatural. I like it. Asuka's fighting Emma, and she's fighting Emma because she's not going to – look, Sasha Banks is not losing to Asuka right away. Bailey is not either. Nia Jax is not either. Dana, Alicia – it could have been Dana Alicia, but I think Emma is a great, suitable 
first opponent for for Asuka. And I think that's and I believe that's why Asuka obviously is going to win her debut bout on the main roster at TLC. Hopefully she's recovering from her shoulder, I believe it is, or whatever the case it may be. So you have that going on at TLC. So my guest is supposed to call chime in in a few minutes. In the meantime, hopefully Samoa Joe uh, recovers as he has some sort of knee injury, which is why we haven't seen much of him since SummerSlam, which kind of puts a damper on on Braun Strowman. He's kind of been he's kind of been floating around at the moment, but but finally he's going to fight Roman Reigns on Raw this past Monday, kind of reignite that feud and be involved in this super team. <laughs> they were discussing super teams earlier on first take, and yes, and. and and this is a super team of Sheamus, Cesaro, Miz, and Braun Strowman, four men who could easily be world champions in this era, being that the belts are split, uh, whether it's the universal or the WWE champion, whether it's transitional or long-term, building a, a brand around. I think you could build a brand around any of them, or at least a short-term champion, world champion, regardless of the fact. So, uh, with that being said, so that's what's going on at TLC. So uh, this weekend, SWF, I believe the matchup, I had wrote it, uh, wrote it down, as DC Negro is going to be in, involved with the six-man tag involving Hurricane Helms and the Super Savages, Montequilla and Caveman, going one-on-one against DC Negro, John, Josh Adam, or Adams, and Jeff Bravo in a six-man tag. Interesting promo that DC Negro and DC Negro and the hired hand Miguel cut this past, I believe it was last night, <laughs> live from the Bronx. Uh, it was interesting how he was in a, a Spider-Man costume, you know, mocking the superheroes that, that these guys are, the super faces that they are. So uh, with that being said, it should be an interesting matchup, to say the least. It would be great to see Negro work with Hurricane Helms and to work with the, the Super Savages. It would be great to see how the six of them interact in that matchup tomorrow, um, I believe, is in Jersey somewhere. And then, of course, you have Capital Wrestling tomorrow live from Hoboken. Have a double main event, double main event where the uh, Choked Out Radio is sponsoring. Very interesting concept, what Matthew Ryan has. He tapes a couple of times a year, and when he does, he splits the, splits the card. And he broadcasts on the on ILW network, I believe that's the name of the network, on a weekly basis, and he, and he splits it and he spaces it out throughout a few weeks, which is interesting. Interesting concept there, very interesting concept. And the New York Working Crew, which we all know, HOG uh, Tag Team Champions, I guess the Perfect Strangers, Andres, the Greek, I forgot his last name, and of course Marquise, aka Brendan Jolly, who has been a guest on Choked Out Radio before, friend of the program. You know, a lot of these wrestlers are friends of the program. He's a definite friend of the program. So, with that being said, it should be an interesting matchup as well. So, you know, after this, I believe Sunday, my my schedule, the schedule is I, I, someone had contacted me to be on Choked Out Radio Live. I hope to bring that person in. I contacted I actually contacted uh, a couple of cosplay girls. I was hoping to get them on during the New York Comic Con. It just did not work out. So it just did not work out. <laughs> so I, I have um, a promotion, I believe, from St. Louis. And once I get on the show, I'll promote them. We'll, we'll, we'll chat 
about wrestling there. And I believe this Sunday, God willing, if all goes well, I want to be able to to go back and do MMA. Um, as far as you know, discussing that, you have of course the big UFC from New York City. You have Kukui, who last week defeated Keith Lee, and then of course you had Demetrius Johnson, who beat Ray Borg via submission. So he has the most title defenses in fly in UFC history. He is the undisputed flyweight champ. So we'll see what happens uh, today or yesterday. Was the presser for UFC 217, I believe, live in Toronto. Michael Bisping, GSP, Joanna Jacek, uh, I believe she's defending the championship then. Uh, should be good. That should be a great, great fight. Great. Um, I'm not – I'm on the fence of going. I, I would, You could say I'm probable of going. I just got to be able to move a couple of things uh, financially. Got to take care of a couple of things, which should not be a problem as far as going to UFC Live from Madison Square Garden on November the 4th. Great job of the UFC uh, selling the Vegas, song, Vegas Strong shirts, um, you know, to help and great having those 1,500 responders live at UFC 216. They always say sports is great. It distracts, distracts us from what happens in the real world, and, and we all know what's going on, whether it's natural disasters or, or unfortunately, uh, you know, incidents like what happened in Vegas, like what happened in Vegas occur, um, you know, and just, you know, just stay close to your families and do what you can, um, and, and just and you know and watch your surroundings and be safe and and it's all and hope you can pray that you know that doesn't happen again. So I'm with E.C. Negro. Should have dialed in five minutes ago. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on there, but but yeah. So that's what's going on in the world of pro wrestling, the world of MMA this weekend. I probably want to chime in and break down a little bit more and more. Uh, UFC 217 uh, live from Madison Square Garden in November the 4th. A couple of other bouts were signed as well, but I don't want to get into that because, let's face it, this is a wrestling podcast, not an MMA podcast, to say the least. So we've been on the air for about 20 minutes. I'll give it a couple of minutes, and we'll see. Hopefully he chimes in even, like I said. Um, this was originally supposed to be scheduled for Wednesday. I got caught up with work. You know, also, it was game five of the AL- ALDS. No one was going to listen to a, a wrestling podcast on a night where many of the wrestling fans are also Yankee fans. So it would have just um, – it would have not been a great business decision on my part to move forward with that anyway. So with that being said, being that I was off because I had worked – I had worked a lot. This work, this In my day job, I've worked a lot in, the, in my day job well-deserved three-day weekend, especially that I did not get a three-day weekend, Columbus Day weekend, which was last week, and hopefully now I could recuperate and recover well because October is one of the busiest months on my job, on the job. So with that being said, I just can't wait till Halloween (laughs) or can't wait till Halloween's over because that indicates that I've survived on the job. So, So that's what's going down as far as uh, that. Uh, rumored for Survivor Series, uh, Finn Balor against Brock Lesnar. The thing is, I don't know if this is a very intense feud with Bray Wyatt. How are they going to just stop abruptly with Bray Wyatt and then put him in a program with Brock Lesnar? I just don't understand how that is going to happen. I, I don't. I just don't. I just don't see it. I just don't see it at all. So, but supposedly that's going to be his opponent, and then. Mo- after that, he'll take another hiatus, and we'll see him 
Royal Rumble time, and then from there we will hopefully be able to. Uh, hopefully he he fights Roman Reigns. The bad part about having him as champion is he's never on the show every week, so there's no, or Paul Heyman's not around every week. So even if he's not around, Paul Heyman's not around as well. So it's it's tough. You know, you're not, you can't defend the title ever on TV. No promos ever. So it's just it's just really tough to have a champion who's who's not around. So what the plan B is? What you re- put together the Shield again? So uh, with that being said, let's see what happens then. Let's see what happens with that. All right. So, girls, hookah, bottles, party all night. That's a, that's to say <laughs> in one of the promos that I, I wrote, uh, E.C. Negro on the hired hand, Miguel, was disgusting. So, TLC, you have Asuka, Emma. You have The Shield against Sheamus, Cesaro, Miz, and Braun. And then... For the IC, I don't know. I believe the IC championship will not be defended, obviously. And then we'll see what happens with the Cruiserweight. Uh, I believe it was a number one contender. I, actually, I believe what's going to happen is the return bout is going to be Kalisto against Enzo Amore. Most likely, that's the writing on the wall. So you have three matches. This is going to be a very interesting card because you have all of your main players in one match, and then you have to still have a substantial card. I mean, you have a lot. You have a lot of mid card talent. Of course, you have. Uh, Bo Dallas, of course you have Curtis Axel, of course you have Titus O'Neil, of course you have a guy who who should be in the mid-card picture minimum who has been treated poorly Apollo Cruz, you have Elias you have a lot of individuals and of course you have the other tag teams, Anderson, Gallos you have a lot of individuals where which you could use at some point down, down the line in some major major programming, of course you have Finn Balor against Bray Wyatt. I just don't know what kind of match they're going to have. They already had the Demon versus Wyatt. They had the man-on-man match, so I don't know where this is going to go. I like it. I like this feud because it's finally... Because what I notice about all these, a lot of these feuds, whether it's in WWE or, or TNA or whatever, it's very vanilla. Uh, you know, it's about the bell and this and that. It never gets personal, you know. The only time it's gotten personal is when Triple H is involved and then they pedigree to do something to his wife, this and that. Or they break into the house, Randy's house. Then that I, I like that. I like that. I mean, you can't do that every time, right? But 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 I mean, I don't want every feud to be a vanilla feud either. So we'll see what happens with Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor. So I don't know. Um, I have a couple of minutes. Other than that, if he doesn't chime in, he was supposed to call me. I don't know what happened. I hope he's okay. All right. So I got a couple of minutes, uh, and then if not, I, I'll just won't. Um, I won't. I just won't have him on, and we'll just reschedule another day. So yeah. So coming up, you have that, and then hopefully leading into the Royal Rumble. Oh, big, the other big news was AJ Styles losing the United States Championship, although he didn't get pinned, which is why Ty Dillinger was in a matchup to Baron, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's all right. I just I felt even I I thought he wasn't ready to win the championship which is probably why they took it away from him, the Money in the Bank briefcase. Well, if that was the case, then why put it on him in the first place? I guess they called an audible and felt that he did not deserve the the world championship in this case. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess it's a nice, slow rebuild of Baron Corbin. New music, 
uh, new entrance, still receding hairline, <laughs> but we'll see what happens with Baron Corbin in the next uh, couple of months. AJ Styles, I like that he's elevated that championship to a whole new level, and hopefully he can continue to keep that uh, championship into a whole new level. And I and I keep it keeps him busy. It'll keep him busy up until uh, Royal Rumble, where I, as I mentioned in the past, where he and him and Nakamura should square off in an epic matchup for um, at WrestleMania. I believe for the WWE Championship, it should be Nakamura against AJ Styles. It would blow off the roof out of the Mercedes Superdome in New Orleans in April. They had a tremendous matchup at Wrestle Kingdom back in January of 2016, I believe. Yeah, because I think I believe that's when AJ debuted. Yeah, and then he had his first match against Jericho at WrestleMania 32. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So there you go. So I believe. With that being said, that'll be an excellent matchup. Now, that requires either Nakamura or AJ to win the championship off the modern-day Maharaja. Modern-day Maharaja, you know, overnight has become <laughs> main eventer. Kind of reminds you of JBL. He went from the APA to, what, winning or uh, doing well in penny stocks or stocks and all of a sudden being a Wall Street guru and winning the championship of Eddie Guerrero in 2004. And then the rest, they say – is history after that. Um, I believe that the pushes have kind of like reminded me of real similar, the Maharaja and um, Maharaja and and JBL. But we'll see what happens uh, with that. With that. I I believe he loses the championship. If they're going to go with Nakamura and AJ, he's going to have to lose a belt. Right now he's in India. So I I, I told the world, I said, look, it's not going to happen. He's not losing Nakamura. With them going to India, it's not going to happen. So that's that's my opinion about that. Then, of course, you have the whole Bullet Club, Bullet Club, and there's also the War Games. So number one, War Games, love it. I've been preaching it for years and years and years for them to bring it back. I'm happy they finally brought it back, and it's going to happen in NXT. Houston, you know, Houston, uh, of course, is rebuilding through Hurricane Harvey, and this, you know, the Astros being the ALCS will really help out. Um, as far as, you know, money that's spent there. And if they make it to the World Series, you know, it'll boost short-term the economy there. But with that being said, the War Games being at NXT Houston is huge. I've always been a component, a fan of the War Games, and I know the Chamber's a mixture of War Games and the Rumble and all that, whatever. But I think it's be, it'll be great, whoever they – and I think it's great that it's an NXT because you have the some of the best wrestlers in the world – into NXT, and I believe it'll do, it'll do great. It'll do really great with that. So then now, that's hopefully for War Games. And then for the Bullet Club, I, I believe it was one of the writers or someone that works for the WWE posed with the Bullet Club outside when they invaded. I didn't really, I didn't even make it a story because it's been done before, and, and I know people said they should have embraced it. They obviously did not. And And with that being said, you know, it is what it is. Cease and desist on the two sweet. You know, WWE owns the WCW and then the NWO merch, and I believe they own the intellectual property to all that stuff. So, with that being said, on the cease and desist. All right. So, I don't know. I'm going to give them another two minutes. Um, Capital Wrestling is tomorrow, the October the 14th in Hoboken. Matthew Ryan, aka Matthew Ryan Shapiro, is running that. 
SWF featuring EC Negro and the Hired Hand Gun. Hired Hand Miguel will be in South Jersey as well. Tonight is DiBiase and Russell Pro live in Rawway. It's literally it's not that far from me at all. It's literally just Elizabeth Avenue straight down, and I can't make it, unfortunately. You have that. And of course, next week you have House of Glory live from the NYC Arena, Michael Elgin in the house. And then, of course, you have Mia Yim in the house. Really, she's squaring off against Sonya Strong. That should be a great, great matchup. I think Elgin is fighting Amazing Red. Amazing double main event. With that alone, it's worth the price of admission. Um, I believe uh, there's, a, there's a third Nate guy. I'm sorry if, if I'm forgetting him and I don't have anything in front of me. He will be there as well. And, of course, you have the usual very talented individuals from House of Glory there. And I'm looking forward to catching up with other podcasters and other wrestling fans and, and catching, looking forward to catching up with red with amazing red and with, um, Brian Excel. All right. So I won't, I won't give it too much time. I don't know what happened, but, uh, I will make sure I'll make it up to you guys. I promise. And, uh, all right. It's been a pleasure. So we discussed the shield reunion as far as why we discussed the Neville situation. We discussed hell in a cell briefly. We discussed, Asuka, we discussed Braun, uh, we discussed AJ Styles, we discussed War Games, Bullet Club, you name it. We've discussed everything. All right, hopefully you give it a listen. Take care, people. Love you guys. And I will see everyone, some people tomorrow, and I'll see most of you guys next week. So that's my schedule. 14 Hoboken, 21st NYC Arena. Take care, guys. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.